0: Let's bring in our panel to take a look at the biotech sector, healthcare stocks. Salim Sayed's with us, senior biotechnology analyst with Mizuho, and Dan Brennan, senior tools and diagnostics analyst at Cowen. Thank you both for being with us. Um, I think the thing that impressed me most is that I was going through both your notes and lots and lots of buys and outperforms. So much love for this sector, which which really surprised me at this point now because we've become so jaded with all the red lately. Salim, I'll start with you. You said we prefer Gilead over MGen and uh, BIIB. Biogen. Tell me why is that?
1: Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me, Nicole. Uh, so, look, you know, Gilead is really about valuation, right? You know, as you said, in this sector, valuations have come in substantially. This is still a sector of innovation of ex- execution. When we look at valuation, Gilead's currently trading at about 10 times PE versus the group at around 12. Uh, you know, and when we look at the fundamentals of the story, uh, we continue to like their HIV business. Uh, there's some volatility around the growth here area, which is their oncology business. Uh, but we think over time uh, that should hopefully play out. So that's just the basic thesis for why uh, we continue to prefer Gilead over something like Amgen and Biogen, where there's a little bit more valuation built in.
0: And then also, Dan, I'm trying to get big picture here, but also get in some of these buys. I saw um, you have a slew of outperforms as well, including Danaher, and um, you also had Aventor on there, and Thermo Fisher was on there. Tell me about why those names are, are standouts to you.
2: Sure, so you know, the life science tools industry, uh, has always been a good structural growth one. Um, it's kind of a razor, razor blade. These companies make instruments that go in a variety of labs around the world, whether pharmaceutical, academic, they can go into food, environmental. So it's a nice leverageable business, if you will. But in the last five to 10 years, what's really happened is really precision medicine. It, it, it's, it's been the right drug for the right patient, the right test for the right patient. There has been uh, you know dramatically uh, increases in efficacy of these drugs as well for the diagnostic testing. And really, these companies are the global leaders in producing instruments and tests that enable that. So over the last... Five to 10 years, you've seen the growth rates for these companies really re-rate, particularly as they've all uh, begun to focus on a particular area within that domain, if you will, which is manufacturing biologic drugs. It's somewhat of an oligopoly. There's a handful of companies globally that do it well, and these are the players that do it. So today, you know, despite, you know, biologics being, you know... um, proliferate across the market. There's still less than 40% of drug pipelines. And really, uh, you know, the, the main modality is producing something called a monoclonal antibody. But you've got a host of new modalities, obviously COVID vaccine being mRNA, that's brand new. You've got cell and gene therapy, which is still was sold very early. So these are the arms dealers, if you will, mm-hmm. to that industry and others. And the growth rates have gone from, say, call it four to five percent. Thermo Fisher is now saying they're an eight or nine percent grow at to her similes in the high single digits. So these are just very attractive business models that are serving have consistently outperformed the market. This year they're down along with other growth names that we think they're going to rebound just given this favorable long term structural growth.
0: Okay, and so when you look at the, the favorability going forward, it's, you both seem to be on the same page with this. Salim, is it, is it easy to say that these are buys because of the foundation fundamentals, what they're needed for? Um, you know, these are more biotech and growth names. That you're both featuring here we're not seeing um johnson and johnson and pfizer and merck and regeneron and um you know the names you know novavax and the names that we've seen the most when it came to the vaccines salim what's the big picture here on this group is it easy to put buy ratings because you really believe in them
1: well look i you know i'm a biotech guy right and and i think you know, we can all we can all uh, say that innovation has been around right and and the, the biggest uh, the biggest testimony to that is like, look what happened in 2020, uh, you know, post yeah. um, post post COVID, and we saw we saw the XBI, um, you know, go quite a ways up. We've actually removed all of that performance gain. Uh, we're now back at those levels. You know, unfortunately, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately whichever the side of the fence you're on, the XBI has come back in about 20% already for uh, 2020 too, right? So investors are going to be looking for valuation plays, are going to be looking, uh, for companies that have come in, uh, and, you know, moving away, moving away, um, moving away capital from, uh, maybe, you know, it's more for the preclinical science to something that's in the clinic, right? Whether we're talking at the large cap or mid cap level, but, you know, we, mm-hmm. we tend to look at things both on the clinical data side, on the science, uh, but also the financials and, you know, on a relative basis. Uh, it's not our favorite stock in our coverage uh, on the whole, but on a relative basis, the one you pointed out, Gilead, we continue to prefer it uh, versus our
2: other large caps.
0: Right, understood, understood. And Dan, as we take a look here, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the, the group where you have a lot of outperforms, a few market performs such as uh, Myriad, Pacific Biosciences, um, Waters, those were some names that you had some, some uh pause, a, a market perform. Life science tools and diagnostics seems to be definitely where you prefer to really push this forward. The targets are 12-month targets. Um, This group overall, what kind of upside are you looking for? 10%, 20%?
2: So in the large caps that we talked about, the Thermos and the Danaher's, we see in the tune of say 20 to 30%, depending upon the name. If you go down cap in some of the mid cap names that are unprofitable today that have really been punished as the market's rotated to value there, we see upside 40, 50, 60% in many cases wow. or even more. And you know, these are companies that are really enabling whole new uh, classes of discovery and research, if you will. So you know whether it be a lab stock, um, whether it be uh, you know some of the new proteomics tools companies as a host, it's 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 really a new era of innovation we yeah. think in this space. So you can either play some of the more safety names that have these good structural growth with you know valuations that are maybe a little more palatable, or you could take a little bit more risk on some of the emerging names. But we think over time you'll be paid there.
0: Yeah, NSTG was one of the smid caps that you had referred to in the notes, Nano String Technologies, where. Um, The current price is in the 30s, and you had a target here of 65, so it really shows the upside potential. Over at Mizuho, I see a slew of um, positive names such as Coheris and uh, Cytokinetics. Tell me a little bit about some of these other names that you have buys on, Salim, so that this way we get a feel. Are you also looking for 10 20% or maybe even more?
1: Uh, in some cases, more. I mean, I'd say you know, for the for this for our smidcap coverage, the one that uh, mm-hmm. tends to be uh, in, in a lot of our discussions with investors, and a couple of the names that we like um, more relative to the group, um, Cytokinetics, which is one you mentioned. They're developing uh, a couple of drugs uh, right now that are very key for uh, the cardiovascular space. Uh, there's one in particular right. uh, that seems to be garnering a lot of attention. This is this is you know a, a two billion two billion and a half uh, market cap company, there was a competitor uh, not too long ago called Myocardia that did uh, something more or less along the same lines, very similar, uh, that Bristol had uh, purchased for about 13 billion. So the elevator pitch here, you know, there is that valuation play, but when you look at also, you know, the science, this is a validated science. We've seen the we've seen the uh, Myocardia uh, yeah. data and we've also seen the cytokinetics data uh, and, you know, the, the mechanism works, uh, it's called a drug, it's called africampin. Uh but, you know, there again, there's that valuation delta. Another one we like is Atara, uh, take our ATRA. Uh, and this is really one of those companies that when people look at biotech, this is one of those companies that truly, potentially has a disruptive quicker. therapy for multiple sclerosis in this case, which could actually improve yeah. patient's disability from baseline.
0: Thank you both, Dan and Salim. Thank you. A good conversation there and some potential winners here going forward. I appreciate it. Salim Sayed of Mizuho and Dan Brennan. Thank you, of Cowan. Good to see you both.